What's up, gang? Welcome back to Erico Blueberry. It's an Unassuming Destiny podcast. Yes, it's been a while. Uh, three weeks we missed, yeah. uh, to, to be exact. My name is Chilibin. Hi, I'm Mackie. Yes, we are back. <laughs> uh, we've got some things to catch up on. Um, let's just address the hospital-shaped elephant in the room. Well, <laughs> maybe that's not the right... Wow, homie, yeah. I didn't put that much weight on while we were going. Oh, um, no, so the first couple of weeks, like, obviously our last episode, we ended right before going in to do that day one raid attempt. Uh, that didn't... I mean, we didn't finish it, and then we were basically spent the next, like, few days trying to find a time to get the group together to to finish it off. Couldn't get that done before the weekly reset, meaning we lost the checkpoint. Uh, then you and I were both pretty fucking fatigued on on Destiny uh, and didn't do much in the game. Nor Which could we bring okay. ourselves. Yeah, nor could we bring ourselves to come up in here and try to talk for an hour about the game we're not playing. Um, and then there was basically another week of that uh, where. We we kept trying to get groups together, and it was just like scheduling issues, and you know, people, a couple of people, not quite being like at the light level we needed to get past some of the later encounters. Um, so didn't end up getting it done that second week either, meaning we missed our chance for the raid jacket. Not that I think I would have bought it, but it's it's a nice little like we've done it for the last two raids, and it was a nice little tradition almost. Um, brown jacket yes it is a little bit of well beige tan khaki anyway um yeah so we we together have not beaten the raid i have because you were out um had a little <laughs> bit of a a, a mischief I went. <laughs> I went on a trip <laughs> yeah uh spent some time uh, away from a lot of things, um, I'll, I'll leave it up to you how much of that you want to go into. Um, but there's a there's, look, there's good reasons why we haven't been around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tweeted about it, but uh, there's certain things I won't talk about in the open yet because I'm yet to process said trauma. That's fair. Um, but uh, I tried to bait, break the. I think my wording on my tweet was I tried to break the land speed record with my flesh toboggan down the stairs. Yeah, I think at one point um, you also said you tried to thunder crash your stairs. Yeah, I tried to thunder crash the stairwell. Um, I think another one was Icarus Dash, my stairwell. Yep. Uh, that's just a real fancy, fun way of saying I ate shit down my stairs. <laughs> um, rushing to go to work. So if uh, life lesson, if you're going to be late, just be late. Don't run. Yeah, it could be um, worse. Because <laughs> I, I started at the top of the stairs and I woke up at the bottom of the stairs um, and spent just over a week in hospital. Yeah, it was. Uh, got myself some nifty internal damage. Mm. Uh, yeah, won't go too much into it, but like the long of the short it is, is I went down the stairs and now I have a dissection in my main artery. So my superior mesenteric artery, um, which is pretty danger dice. Yeah, that shit is no joke. Yeah, <laughs> so... Basically, think about it like the lining of an artery coming off the wall of the artery, like wallpaper coming off a wall. So I've just got a piece of like Except my artery. Except if that wallpaper just... comes off, you're in real danger. <laughs> just got a piece of artery flapping in the breeze right yeah. now. Yeah, well, 
I mean, I speak for myself, but also I'm sure everybody else out there when I say I'm, I'm glad you're okay and home. Um, <laughs> shit was rough. God bless uh, Australian subsidized medical yeah. because that shit has cost me no money except yeah. for $100, $100 for my medicine. But even then, it was greatly discounted because of the medical system. Yeah, what's what's the deal with ambulances in free? Yeah, because like down here, you have to have hospital. Oh, sorry, at least ambulance cover. Otherwise, you're spending like a grand to get an ambulance call out. Yeah, so like that. where where I am, it's free for an ambulance. Um, the only time a cost for an ambulance comes in is if you're um quite obviously provably abusing the ambulance system. I think that's fair. So if you continuously call out an ambulance for a headache, they might start to be like, Don't you might actually. be wasting resources. Yeah. Or if they catch you doing a prank call to an ambulance, that's a pretty big fine. And I believe in Queensland, it is like a misdemeanor charge as like well. Like a criminal like, charge? Yeah, like it yeah. goes on your record. Um, and if you do it enough, you actually go to jail for it. Okay, yeah. Look, it's taking it away from someone who probably quite legitimately needs it. Mind you, this is coming from the person who, on Monday when I had my fall, didn't call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, bit of guilt. So they got very it. they got very upset when I walked into the emergency after a head and neck injury potentially. <laughs> well, shit. I felt bad. I'm like they're really busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then yeah, I mean you're. What what are we? The other night it was two days ago, Tuesday, right? We hung out. We did some like low energy shit in Destiny. Just kind of like, hey, welcome back. Long yeah, that's right. Milfapalooza. Uh, Milfapalooza. Momentum. Hang on. <laughs> Momentum control. Momcon. Milfapalooza. Momathan. Conathan. Depending on who you talk. It's whatever to. we whatever we called it. Whatever the brain cell decides. Um, yeah, just some real like low energy. Welcome back, the homie kind of destiny uh which i think we all needed uh yeah you know it's been, it's been a rough couple of time a couple of weeks for the whole group trying to trying to smash our heads against this raid and get people through and then yeah one of us going to hospital for a week kind of a downer <laughs> you guys got some really good embarrassing snapchats out of it though yeah i mean if, you know for your benefit i've, I've saved none of them <laughs> That's fine. Me and my neck brace. Yeah. All chins. I mean, some of them went out on Twitter. They were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm an idiot. I'll roast myself for being a clumsy idiot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you don't, someone else will. And then why let them have all the fun, right? Exactly. You can't weaponize it against me. I already (laughs) have. (laughs) Ah, yes. Okay. So moving away from that, because it's a lot. Um, Destiny-wise... A little bit of a little bit of a catch up. Um, So I have managed to get a clear vow of the disciple, Um, just the one. I think that last run you were in, we got all the way to the boss, right? Yeah, um, we just had a couple of people with an out. Yeah, so (laughs) I mean, um, I feel like you already got this impression, but you know, we got to a damage phase on the raid boss. And so I can tell you with absolute certainty, you've seen the entire raid now. Like, there's no extra thing at the end. The 
the last stand on the boss is just do a lot of damage to him. Yeah. That's it. So, the, yeah, the, the idea of trying to get you through it for the first time, not at all daunting. You've seen everything already. It's just, I was just time. I was just hoping someone in our, the run I was in before the incident <laughs> yeah. uh, got close enough to get drop kicked because that shit is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we, I, did, I did see that animation a couple of times um, in the last run that I did. It's, it's just very funny, <laughs> that little punt with a hard P. Um, but yeah, so got through that. Um, I have finally come good on raid RNG after I would say probably two years of like being being a fairly oh, active Sherpa getting, within our group and never getting, getting raid exotics. Cocked by the RNG. Yeah. Like I still don't have uh, 1,000 voices. Granted, we haven't done Last Witch that often. Um, still don't have Eyes of Tomorrow, and I think I'm like 20 to 30 clears of DSC, maybe more. Um, I'm about the same, yeah. Still don't have Vex Mythoclast. Cleared that a bunch. Um, you fucking got vexed twice. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I yeah, but I got it twice after like a, what was that our like eleventh run? Yeah, maybe. and it finally dropped for me, and then it dropped on our next run. Yeah, uh, but all that to say, um, finished Val the Disciple. Your boy got collective obligation. The collective obligation. It's hard to say, but the raid exotic. Um, it is a very interesting weapon. Um, void pulse rifle, um, so sits in that that energy slot. Um, so, and I've realised this after getting the exotic on the throne world weapons, um, like the uh, fusion rifle, likely suspect, like the stuff that drops out of Wellspring, right? The ones that look all kind of square and that teal colour. Um, on the on the scope on a lot of them, there's like these three little circles, sort of around the the inside of inside edge of the circle in the scope um that's present on the on the scope on the on the exotic um but this gun is actually using that to track something so there's a three little circles and there's one on the bottom edge of that so what this gun does is if you do a bunch of damage to something that has a void debuff applied to it the gun will essentially store that and it, it can store all three, which is what those little dots are there to track. So it can store, so the three are suppress, weaken, and volatile. Uh, volatile being the one that I like to use because I'm a Titan, where if you do enough damage to something that is volatile, it just explodes and then sort of spreads that out, depending on which aspects and fragments you're running. Um, so essentially, and there's that, that one of the circle on the scope, which is to basically indicate that the gun has done enough of that to charge it. Um, and then once it's charged, you can keep pulling the other debuffs off um, so that you've got all three stored. And then it's like some of those um, modal weapons where you hold down the reload key and it essentially activates that charge. And so then you're shooting with whatever stored debuffs you've got. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds like a, a bit of work because it is. Like it, it, you have to do a little bit of damage in order to get that debuff stored. Um, the f- my favorite place to use it right now is Gambit because oh. the bosses and shit are massive tanks 
and I will throw that like that Titan Frisbee at it. So it's volatile, it's debuffed, and then I'll just bean it with this gun until it's charged. And then I'll just keep that. I'll swap out, use some other gun. Um, and then if I've got other people on my team who are also throwing Void in, which right now is fucking everybody, um, and then I'll be like, okay, I've got all three charged. I'm going to go invade. And then I am suppressing, weakening, and making shit volatile, and other Guardians die in, like, maybe two shots. It's fucking yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. I love it. Yeah, but also, like, I'll store it up, and then when we get to, like, we're on the, the, the Primeval, maybe Slayer four or six stacks... The first thing I do is I shoot the boss with that with that gun, put all the debuffs on it, and then everybody just wails on it. Um, and it's pretty good for that too. Um, activating that charge, I think it runs for like it's either five or ten seconds. Like it's not a lot, but also if I think if I think I'm remember, remembering this right, if you shoot something that has a debuff applied to it, it reloads the gun. Oh, yeah. So when you're when you're pumping it out, you just like keep going until that shit runs out. Um, it's a it's a real good time. <laughs> like I love an exotic pulse right now because they're plus fifty percent damage um, against miners compared to to last season. Um, so they feel really good. It has a bit of a like you know the Omelon guns that sound a bit wet when you fire them. It's a little bit like yeah, that. I know exactly the sound yeah. here. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I know a lot of people find it a bit fiddly. And to be fair, in a lot of use cases, it is. Maybe next season when people aren't running Void as much, it might be different. But the other thing that I got thinking about is, you know, there's like, you know, there's those seals for each raid and they've got a bunch of challenges you've got to do. One of them is to do it with a fire team full of Void. Mm. Take it for that. So you could bully. Yeah. Just, just start spreading debuffs around that aren't yours. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're running weapons that apply debuffs. Um, maybe run, maybe someone on your team's running a glaive that does it. Like, there's so many options. Um, it's a bit maybe then, maybe a bit more of like a team comp weapon as opposed to just an individual uh, thing. Although being able to even just shoot volatile stuff is pretty useful. Yeah, and then even then with all the um, aspects and stuff, mm. grenades and melees, especially yeah. for like the warlocks, you could swap that up quite a lot yeah the, the thing i find with the titan in particular is like the grenade and the melee if it's a small enough enemy it's just a one-shot kill right and so for that gun to be able to take the charge that enemy has to stay up have the debuff applied to it and maybe able to lay enough gun damage into it without mm. killing it so that's yeah. why it's really good against like big bosses maybe champs um Probably be pretty good in. Might even be, actually might even be good in grandmasters where you're coming in basically contest mode, right? And you're you're underpowered and being able to just apply three debuffs to something could be pretty. It could useful. be big. Yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to keep sort of experimenting with it, see where it where it makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun little gun. It looks weird too. It's like curvy metal. Yeah, Very I looked shiny. it up. I looked it up before the pod because like I wasn't too familiar with it because I mm. I went into Val um the first three or four attempts completely blind. Mm. 
I wanted everything to be a surprise. Didn't look at any of the encounters. Didn't look at any of the drops. Didn't even look at the armor drops. Yeah, I was the same. I had no clue. I had absolutely no clue what the raid exotic was. I knew it was a void pulse and that was it. Mm. Or like a first, first slot pulse. I didn't, like, it was just a complete surprise. So I did have to look it up and I was like, oh, that is a very yeah, interesting it's also design. Got this, so when, when it's got that charge, like as that charge is building up in the gun, the gun's got this real weird effect applied to it. So you know in that cutscene at the end of the campaign when the witness comes out of that weird goo shit, that goo, that kind of like flowing, bubbling goo, it builds up on the gun as it charges up. Oh, and so it's just like fucking moving in your hands almost. And, and that's kind of your indication of how full that charge is before it's ready. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like um, Taraba does a similar thing where there's essentially like this thing down the side that fills up as it's building up um, Ravenous Beast, I believe it's called, uh, before you can actually like flip that switch and turn that on. I was going to say No Time has a visual indicator as well. It Does starts it really? to build that, that like waviness at the end of the right. muzzle up. I'll be honest, I haven't used it since like early Beyond Light. I'd have to run it again to see there's that. A, there's a few guns that have those really fun kind of... Mm visual indicators of like build up to like yeah. a perk or something oh yeah i want it now. yeah yeah and i feel like i could bully with that yes it's it's pretty pretty good um also the the raid armor is both real cool looking and deeply unsettling in some cases um particularly in the in the in the helmet like the Titan one, it looks like a fucking, I don't know, garbage compactor shredder type thing. It's like doing this, but it's all metal and it's moving really slowly, constantly moving. It's this animation that's applied to it, which is dope, but gross. The Warlock one reminds me simultaneously of a Beholder from D&D. Yeah. And it's got, it's got like little tendrils that are, that are like metal and they're all just kind of like doing this yeah, around the, the face. Like, it's, like, both of those. And then the hunter gets screwed over and just gets a funny little face. The hunter gets the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's just a funny little face. He's just a fun little guy. It's It looks like... I'm trying to think of how to describe this. It's like a white tea cozy. It's, like, stringy bits hanging down. Well, depending on the shader, I guess. But, like, stringy bits that kind of go vertically, like bars. Like a grate. And then there's, like, <laughs> this weird little smiling face on the front of it. And if yeah, you put a certain it... shader on it, it looks fucking goofy. It's not exactly a smile. It's like a smile, but it looks anxious. But at it's the same also like time. the eyes are turned down at, on the outside edge. It's to me. Uh, to me, it looks anxious. Like it's like a really yes. uncomfortable, like smiling yes. for a photo, but you're not quite comfortable. Like a little. It's like not just, good. It reminds me of that um, I can't remember what season it was from, but there's like that hunter uh, face. Oh, the Harold face, the one that sends me. Yeah, but it's like a little mask that is basically just like yeah. this, and it's got the little oh, fuck. It's like one of the. I think it was maybe seen on the Chosen or. It's a newer one. Yeah, it was definitely from the last year, but it was like, I think a. The last Cabal season, season of the Chosen. I'm pretty sure it was that one because it, it. I think it's Cabal themed, but yeah, it just yeah, because it was the funny little face. And then the, the, oh, the Titans Hata got the, the Titans got what we're calling the Hitachi wand or the pretty princess because it's also yes. got tassels on it. Yes. And then the Warlocks That's just right. got um, the Epcot ball essentially. That's right. 
Epcot. From that, it's from that pair, that pack. Yes, and the the weird thing about that is, there's a certain thing you can do with a with hunter transmogs or just armor, I guess, where there's a certain cloak you can put on that makes whatever hood would be applied go away, and so you're just like naked head plus whatever ornament you put on the head. Um, that is, and when you do that, what you find out is that goofy type, uh, hunter face is just this little mask and then straps around the back like yeah. there's nothing else to it <laughs> it's like the um 30th anniversary warlock mask it's yeah. exactly the same it's just speed dealer shades on a hockey mask strapped to someone's head yes that's all it is uh yeah and then there's there's some other parts of the uh vow armor sets that have like moving parts i think the, yeah, hun- the, the hunter warlock- cloak has like this weird metal uh spine to it with like moving tendrils coming out the back and it's got like this yeah this really tall collar piece behind the head that comes up to like here i know the i haven't got the chest yet but i know the warlock bond it Mm. has like really long like almost like a lionfish like it moves kind of like that like a lionfish kind of spines i think there's a ghost shell too that is of the same vein oh i want want all of them like, I want them all, but I also hate them, and I love them, and I want to put weird shaders on it. That's my thing. It's like the moment I get them, I, I stick, like, a emerith atrocity or something on it. Just like, yes, thank you. Neopop waves. Bring back the shiny ones. Or that broken shader. The it's not broken, in, not broken anymore. Oh, they fix that, like, was... after a week. <laughs> it reminded me of Blue Ring Octopus. Yeah. I really it, liked it. It looked like that. Just put butter bark on everything. Don't me. I'm poisonous. <laughs> but also pretty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, like, the the raid weapons are also really, really interesting. Pretty cool. They're, They're unsettling as well. Yeah, they've, they've got, like, you you know, the you've seen the, the, the boat, the cart with, like, the, the rotating rings on it. I don't know what it's actually called. Yeah. But, like, that is built into all of the weapons in different ways. And they seem to have no actual like barrel for things to come out of. It's just like gun, end. Yeah, like, where they're are the bullets all, coming from? I don't know. It's, it's all oddly <laughs> unsettling for different reasons. Yeah, and they've got this origin. Which pe- I mean, is is Val? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they've all got the origin trait soul drinker, which I think is basically like a life steal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy that submachine gun. It feels Val, really good. essentially. Yeah, the whole thing is a lifesteal. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're gearing up to try and basically, we're, we're playing uh, calendar Tetris at the moment, trying to figure out like if we can get enough people together this week to get you through. Um, so you can tick that box off, get a bit of closure, get a bit of, well, loot. Maybe you get yeah, an exotic. I just want to get a, I just want to get that, you know, the little up on the board. That's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of all the raid stuff. There's a whole bunch of lore and stuff, obviously, that people are digging into now. Some of it's real fucking interesting and concerning. Um, Rolk is a is a big weirdo. That's all I know at this stage. That's some of the stuff I've seen online. Yeah, Rolk is. Ugh. Yeah, dude, just basically a... genocided his own race. Yeah, Yuck. just a real pick me, huh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the I've, I've just seen, like, okay, I will. I've seen some people online describe him as like 
a, not a simp, but like kind of like an incel for the witness. It's yeah. a little bit, a little bit of a simp, and that, then other people just be like, "Yo, this man straight up is a pick me." <laughs> yeah, that that tracks, honestly. Oof. And Look. I know all the people who made oddly horny art about him in the beginning. Suddenly, like when all the new law started to Got drop, real it was like, quiet, huh? maybe not, <laughs> maybe not." <laughs> Yeah, look at the slender boy. Look at him strut. Oh, actually, no, he's big, a monster. Look at this big fancy man. Look at his little I, kick. Someone, someone from our uh, raid team calls his attack, like the damage phase, the uh, mole ninja, and I can't get Oh, when over he comes it. in up, upside down, like does a little flip shit. And then when he goes into his damage phase and does like the charge and stuff, I was yeah. just like, yeah. Fucking Naruto I've got the power up the god and anime on my side energy. Yeah. Someone else online described it as if, so when we were doing it, I was like, this feels like something. And I couldn't put my hand on what it felt like. Mm. And then someone on Twitter went, yo, does anyone, like, does the Rolk fight feel like a Kingdom Hearts boss battle to anyone else? And I was like, that's it. Is it? I it never played it. It feels them. like a Kingdom Hearts boss fight. Like with the way he moves and the way you have to dodge, like, clear kind of right. tracked attacks. Yeah. And the way he kind of. Like, he acts like a Kingdom Hearts boss, but then the way he kind of, um, like, telegrams his, like, pending attacks yeah. is very, like, it, f and as soon as I read that on Twitter, I was like, that's fucking it. That's what I was thinking during that fight. I was like, this feels like something. And then after I was like, did it, is it kind of dark solely? And then, yeah, some girl on, I shouldn't say some girl, but like a female content creator on Twitter was just like, hey, did the rogue boss battle feel like a Kingdom Hearts boss fight to anyone else? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yes, like in the replies, like, thank you. I was trying to figure out. Yeah. See, I never play those games, but thinking about like what you described about where he kind of indicates what the attacks are going to be like, I actually really appreciate that because it, it makes the whole thing a lot more predictable um, but it's also like an artistic flair lines. before he does yeah. something which adds an extra kind of energy to a close combat boss like boss encounter like that yeah and it's just it's it's not maybe not kingdom hearts but like that was that was what it felt like to me but maybe like old school japanese video game boss fights right yeah even kind of Dark Souls to agree because like um, Dark Souls, the, the they kind of very clearly telegram, telegram, I don't Telegraph. know, very, yeah, they very clearly announce what attack they're using with some sort of movement or yeah. call or noise, and then that's what he does. So yeah, and then th like think about you're previous... about to go back into Vow and just think of Kingdom Hearts the whole time. Yeah. But like comparing it to previous raid bosses, like. You know, Atheon has like random teleports involved. Kalos did a similar thing. Um, this this is basically like you can set the rock fight up however you want. Like, there's a couple different ways to do the symbol reading, and then you can take complete control over how you handle every aspect of that fight. It's not like oh, let's wait and see who gets teleported and then figure it out from there on the fly, right? You can set you can literally plan the entire fight before you start it. That's yeah. pretty nice. It, it does feel very old school, like, now that people have made the comparison and I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it does feel very old school, like, video game boss fight to mm. me, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good fight. It's a, it is a very good raid. It's pretty. Yeah, it's a very good raid. It's a, it's a pretty boss fight. Like, he is, 
The yeah. way they've animated him and the way he moves is very interesting, even if it is more ninja. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the power of God and anime on my side. Yeah. I, I also, like, I do really appreciate the way that this this raid has actual big lore implications, and I think the last time that really happened was Last Wish. Mm. To be honest, like, you know, Deep Sound Crypt was interesting, and it, it was more about adding context to, like, exos and deep stone crypt and clovis bray but it was not yeah it was not so much like cool tanix is back but that ultimately means nothing yeah the space station crashed into europa now what yeah now europe is kind of messed up and every week it changes where right but that's kind of that's kind of it and this feels like them going okay what if last wish plus that though right um yeah so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And then there's the preservation mission, which is essentially like takes you back into the dark. Yeah, city. Well, like you can go in solo or up to three. Um, it basically takes you from the start of the raid up to just past the first encounter. Um, in terms of like the areas that you go through, it you're not doing the first encounter. Uh, you're just killing enemies through it. But that is also yeah, introducing takes- a whole bunch of lore stuff through that mission as well. Takes you to human horsepeed. Yes. Fucking the horse with Horsey six with the leggies. That thing will forever confuse me. There's two of them. I don't know why. Who rides these horses? Loki. Hmm. It's Loki's children. Yes. Yes. Rolk needs just to an sit interest- astride two giant six Yeah, horses. it's just very interesting that that's there and i always every time i see it i'm like i wonder what the implication of this is yeah like, I'm, like are I'm, they just going to be like bt dubs those weird horses yeah Here's i'm not fully more. i'm not fully caught up on like what i'm like working my way through a bunch of videos of people doing like lore analysis on the stuff from the raid and what's come out after it i have not heard anyone talk about the weird horses yet but i want to i want next raid boss I want the 20 minute Many bike horses. video that tells me about the eight, sorry, 12 legged horses. Yeah. Why they exist. How do they poop? Give, give Rolk a uh, Loki story arc where he just starts having weird kids. Just gets horny for different hive gods and has weird kids. No, it's just the witness doing more, more experiments. That's kind of what the entire place is. This dude's been messing around, fucking around and finding out. Just cutting up a bunch of worms, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Didn't know worms came in that many sizes, but... Uh... He's, he's growing his own. They're, they're farm to table, homie. They're organic farm-grown <laughs> worms. <laughs> they get as big as worm he wants them to. stem cells. <laughs> it's like you see those farmers that grow the giant pumpkins. Like, how'd you do that? It's like, I don't know. I just worked it out over about 20 years. He reminds me, I don't know if you had them in New Zealand, but he reminds me of um, silkworms. So, like, a really common pet when you're a little kid over here is, like, a tank full of silkworms and you just feed them mulberry leaves. Yeah. Because, like, most, most, um, well, where I'm from in Queensland, because I'm kind of rural, most, uh, we have a bunch of produce stores out here. So, like, they sell, like, chicken and cattle and then, like, everything you need for, like, chicken, cattle, uh, ducks. So, foods, brooders, everything you need. And for some reason, they always have silkworms as well. Right. People trying and to like make silk. Can, what are you doing up there? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but you can just buy like 20 silkworms for like 
six bucks. And then you just put them in one of those plastic kids' bug catchers. Mm. And then you just feed them mulberry leaves. And then eventually they make a silk cocoon of different colors, depends on the diet. And then they turn into moths and you let them go. Okay. And yeah. I think it's just like a, a <laughs> just one of those things that some kids had in their childhood is fucking silkworms. They're technically caterpillars. I don't think I've known anyone that did that until now. Yeah, I used to have them all the time. As an adult, I was like, man, silkworms. <laughs> just sitting around thinking about silkworms. Man, silkworms. I also am an adult with sea monkeys, so. <laughs> Wait, how did I not know this? I have sea monkeys downstairs in my kitchen. <laughs> I don't think anyone still had sea monkeys. Yeah, you can get them online. It's just krill. Yeah, okay. So if I get silkworms, I'll have the hive special. I'll have krills and worms. Okay. The worms will start speaking to the krill. I was wondering where this was going. (laughs) It's come full circle. We're back to destiny. And then I'll have my own big moth lady. Okay. That part I'm worried about. Maybe you're the moth lady. You've got to dress up. Maybe we're all Sabathun. We're all our own Sabathun. I do be telling myself lies. I was going to say, we're all lying to ourselves about something. Anyway, before we go down that road, <laughs> um, seasonal story stuff has, as far as I can tell, mostly finished uh, on account of the seasonal quest for me is now complete. And I've like ordered a t-shirt that I unlocked for completing it. And it's actually pretty dope. Which so one is that? It's like a black long sleeve with like a purple <laughs> scion on it. Yeah. And like stuff down the sleeves. Which I really like on my That because I feel like in not that you can see in the pod, but I'm I my my fashion is triple XL t shirts and boots. That's it. Yeah. Um, I want that in like a double XL because I feel like it would be very J fashion. Well, you you just all you got to do is finish that seasonal quest. Do Carry me. Okay. I'm sick. Carry me. <laughs> <laughs> I got the black long paw. Can't play Destiny. Uh, um, but the the last sort of few weeks were like. So you saw some of the seasonal stuff, right? There was like the, I think the, the psyops, last Saladin with his weird the, scion in the lab. Yeah, the last thing I saw was, and I got really excited because uh, Kaitel, Kaitel, Kitale, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, fuck you, crow, you die, because you killed one of mine, so... Yes. I'm going to cave your head in. And then Saladin being like, no. Yeah, okay. What if I came and worked for you? Good, because I I put that that in the notes, because I couldn't remember if you were around to see that. Kill crow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, okay. That's good then, because I think you're only, like, maybe a week behind... Yeah. or at least just take him away why couldn't yeah. they just take him away <laughs> why do you have to do Saladin yeah cause, okay so, so like for the viewers uh, the notes that I put down were Saladin going full Guantanamo on a Scion uh, just straight interrogating that dude's head um, Crow doing an oopsie and killing that thing out of guilt and then yeah Saladin joining Kaitel to, to fix Crow's oopsie becoming Brachus Forge and then next to the war table, there's like the little audio uh, 
moments that you can catch as you progress through the quest. Uh, that dude turned up and beat a whole bunch of Cabal up, and now now he's Valus. Dude is just like getting promoted in his first week. He's an he's an Iron Lord. He's a like psycho. it's expected it's expected product behavior that he's going to turn up and assert dominance. Mm. Homie and brings it, a fire pit with him every week for IB. Yeah, and it, it actually it sounds like he's running IB with the Cabal. And that Kaitor is suggesting changes to it. And that's like a real weird in-game way of them talking about, maybe we're going to rework IB. I don't know if they actually are. But that would be a really like cool way good. for them to like foreshadow it and be like, this is actually uh, Kaitor's week for IB. And it's fucking just mayhem, but IB. Yeah. That'd be all right. <laughs> like, it'd, it'd be a really interesting way to cycle in different game modes like they kind of have with Trials. Yes. Yeah. And tweaking it that way and just using Kyle as kind of like a hey. Yeah. I don't know if they're actually going to, but like if they were, that's a very fun way for them to get there. As opposed to just Rather like than reading up- updates and patch notes. Just more or less being like, yeah, um, Saint got bored with trials, I guess. So that's why some of the yeah. stuff is, is changing. He's, uh, you know, softening in his yes. old age. So now we've, you know... We have these new game modes. I yeah, that'll yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, so some fun stuff in there. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I don't know what else we're gonna get for the rest of the season, which I think ends in May. So we've still got like a month and a bit. Um, whether or not we've we got get, Guardian like, Games, which we is do. two weeks. We do. Um, maybe we get like a little thing towards the end of the season to like lead into the next one, but. As far as we know right now, nothing. And that's okay. Yeah, There's I plenty like to do. Maybe another PsyOps and this PsyOps pays off in a big way in terms of Intel or something. Or maybe. Saladin caves some more heads in. <laughs> I mean, that's always going to happen. He gets sick of people shit and punts another cabal through a window. I mean, again, I feel like he's going to do that. Just that's always true. He's just a curmudgeonly old man. Yeah, but also still can whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's my gra- he's my grandfather. <laughs> Has been to war. Um, if, he thro- if he throws a sandal at me, I'll know. <laughs> Granddad? Yeah. <laughs> the exotic is just like some legs and it's just <laughs> sandals. A pair of Hawaiian woven flip-flops. <laughs> And just denim shorts. <laughs> just a sorry. <laughs> been caught. I've been caught smoking by the bins again. No. <laughs> Duh. Catch that. Just turns the Titan frisbee into a jandal. Jandal. Yeah. That's that's my New Zealand showing right there. Yeah, jandal. I'm never calling them thongs. You're crazy, Australia. Flip flops. Flip flops or jandals. I wear Crocs, so. (laughs) You don't have a leg to stand on, homie. I'm on a particular type of trash. Uh, um, What else is going on? Uh, Weapon crafting. Uh, They've increased the material caps for the bits and pieces you need to build weapons. That's fine. You've been away. Um, I've (laughs) built a really gross fusion rifle. Uh, So there's the likely suspect, the sort of throne world fusion yes yes i dropped one a while back that had heating up and successful warm-up 
which basically means as I get it gets kills, real warm. No, as I get kills with it, it both becomes more stable and charges faster. Oh shit! So what I've done is get one of those to uh, build, like craft one, shape one. Sorry, get it to level sixteen so that I've unlocked all of the enhanced perks, and then put enhanced successful warm up and enhanced perpetual motion. So as soon as I start getting a couple kills with it and I keep moving around because it charges, I don't want to stand still for that. Um, it's disgusting. I was going to say, as soon as you said that, my brain started doing the math. Yeah, I, I, was like, I we did a Grasp of Avarice on last night and I, I used it in that boss fight because it's just a bunch of shit oh. ants and they all drop in together. So I just like sprayed because <laughs> it melts and goes through them and I would just kill like the whole wave in a single shot and then I would just like run around and kill all the other ones and I'm just like, it's just, it's silly how fast that thing fires. Um, I really, really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of nasty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, th there's a few other guns I want to, fuck around with a bit i've got a peace of mind which is like the cabal seasonal pulse rifle kinetic kinetic pulse rifle um just like a random drop i got has overflow and vorpal and when you overflow it i.e pick up green or purple ammo it puts 72 bullets in that thing and it also has vorpal uh, and pulse rifles got a bit of a boost this season so I was using that through the raid, actually, like, especially in the caretaker fight, like I run out of Gallahorn ammo. It's like, cool, pulling out this pulse rifle that has 72 bullets in it. What even is reloading? Yeah. So I want to, I want to build one because it's also a very stable gun. So I want to build one of those uh, and see what I can put on it because I do enjoy it. I like it. I like a kinetic pulse every now and then. I just, I can see the, um, Weapon crafting becoming the bane of your existence via me. Yeah, cool. Like I you can build the gun that works for you and then have, use it and make it better. Not, have not touched it and do not care about it. <laughs> yeah. I but, do not care for it. <laughs> yes. But if there's a particular type of gun you like using more than any others, I would recommend building one. And then seeing, just having a look at like what some of the higher tier perks are that you can choose from, because you can do some really gross shit with that system. Mm. Maybe I'll it's start worth, caring. It's worth a look. It's worth a look, at least at what's available um, in terms of the weapons, because like, obviously not everything can be crafted. The raid weapons can be, but it requires you to get red border raid weapons red enough frame. times. Yeah. Um, so there might be other ones to, to start with, but you're going to end up with a bunch of materials you need to use for something. Mm. Uh, and Osteostriga can only get masterwork so many times. <laughs> but that's, yeah, worth, very that's true. worth doing too, because you can overflow that thing up to like 107 rounds. That's, that's a silly gun. That, that gun Maybe is, I'll start paying uh, attention. I'll, I'll do some... Osteo is a pain in the ass for momentum control, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of videos float around in my recommendations of like detailed breakdowns of the crafting system and how it all works yeah. and how to get the most out of it. So I'll probably start doing research and then yeah, just yeah. going straight in educated instead of what I usually do, which is in the voice chat, be like, hey. How does this work? Um, 
what's this do? Yeah. And then you guys be like, have you not used that yet? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, the, the main bit of advice I'd have is like, if you can find a gun that you can craft that you want to like put the work into, just do that initial craft of it with a set of perks that like you're comfortable using. Maybe it's not ideal, but it's like good enough for you to stick with it. And then just grind that thing up to level 16 or whatever it is when all of the perks are unlocked and then just pick your enhanced perks. Like for me, don't, it'll don't probably be doing... like water rifles. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, the couple from this season that are actually really good and would probably make yeah. some good rolls. Um, but yeah, like I, I wouldn't fuck around with like, Oh, I've got it to level six. What can I do now? And then recraft it and recraft it. Just get it up to like 16, unlock everything, do some, busted shit with it like me with umbrals and you being like do you not focus your umbrals and me be like what i don't have no, time I just, either unless i need I, to. I go to the i go to the inventory and i press f that's what i do with my umbral <laughs> i get to that point late in the season where i'm like i'm i don't need these i'm at power cap i've got what i want leave me alone oh poor alex when he asked me about what level the war table was up to and i went what and he goes, do you not do battlegrounds? And I was like, hmm, only if they're part of a quest. And he's like, what? Uh, that's such a shame. It's like the seasonal challenges are the one of the best ways to get a lot of XP. And there's a bunch of them tied <laughs> to the war table. Exactly. Holy shit. <laughs> that's how I got all that XP and got to level on the last week of Destiny. Remember where I was playing a bunch of Destiny and like doing all those seasonals? Yeah. I did like four four of the war table levels and then got two leveling game and went, Well, that's it. And people were like, You're gonna keep doing battlegrounds? I'm like, nah. I hit the cap. I'm good. Oh my god. <laughs> I hit the seat I hit the level cap, I'm good. That's all I wanted to do. Oh Same boy. with the loom. <laughs> I haven't done anything in the loom either. Uh yeah, I mean Especially on my Titan, like I've got 10 of the transmog materials just sitting there. I'm not like using them. I'll do the bounties when I remember to, to just like keep doing more. But I basically only play my Titan at the moment. So yeah, I don't really transmog. See, I, I'm, I'm itchy. I'm itchy about it. Like I, I did a whole new one for the raid. Um, and I kind of want to just do another one. I'm kind of bored of this look already. I've just got my pimp goblin trash deer. And then that nightmare one that Alex hates that's like neon pink and has like six different oh, yeah. armor sets and is terrible. <laughs> he hates right. it. Every time I put it on, he's like, oh, garbage Mechie's back. Yeah, it's not good. Not it's good terrible. I load into every cutscene like, hi, it's me. I'm back. Eee. Um. So, what else? Oh, uh, I, I put in the work to get the Titan exotic glaive. Yes. That was a big pain in the ass to work towards because I had to do enough of the Wellsprings to get Come to Pass and Tarnation to drop enough that I could craft one of each. Had to finish that whole quest. Then there was like another quest from the the investigation board on the Enclave. Um, That part was not too bad, but did all the work, got that Titan Glaive. Probably not going to use it. It's kind of a pain to use. Um, you You have to land... I think it's four hits with with the projectile part of it to charge the actual like 
point of the glaive, which is shooting the little Titan bubble. Um, and like that thing's all right. It's just with how fast the actual Ward of Dawn charges, maybe not what I'm going to reach for. If I wasn't running oh, Ward of Dawn, go. yeah, that was that was a little cat hearing noises wanting to come out. Anyway, um, yeah, with how fast I get Ward of Dawn, I don't think I need those bubbles. I'm not like maybe it'll make sense in some scenarios, but I just I tried it out in the throw mode. I was like, cool, this bubble's neat. Vault. Yeah, like the, the other ones are probably a bit more useful generally, I think. I've seen that sentiment a little bit online with all of them where people were like, yeah, man, these like exotic glaives were such a big part of the trailer and everyone was so psyched for mm. them. And now that we've got them, we're like, oh, our specials and our abilities are probably a lot more convenient. Yeah, and it's, it's not as good as the, the Enigma, the one that you get during the campaign where you can like level it up and craft it and do all the other perks yeah. and shit. It's like, no, this, this exotic glaive just does what it does. Um, it's not really, it not really much else you can do with it, but like, what is it? The hunter one. They look cool. Is it the hunter one that does the electricity along the ground? Yeah. And the warlock one and then is healing. Wait, is a rift, I yeah. think, of some variety. Yeah. So, like, which I mean, if you want to stack an empowering rift and then have that for a healing rift, that's pretty fun. But like, even then, there's other things you can do. Yeah, like, and it also like having to land four shots with the glaive, which fires pretty slowly before you can even do that. It's a bit of yeah. a pain. Yeah. Meow. That's probably a sign we need to wrap things up shortly. She wants to get out yeah. and about. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is they basically come out and said, okay, we've done the Void rework. Solar and Ark <laughs> are coming in the next two seasons. They haven't said which one's coming first, but within six months, we'll have all of that done. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, someone's just coming and taking the cat away, and I'm very grateful. <laughs> she was just excited about the new uh, light class, Jason. Yeah, yeah, she's she's full arc, a spicy little thing. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that just because Void was fantastic. Yes. So, me as a filthy little arc goblin wants to know what they're going to do for that because if I can use it to bully more people, I certainly will. Oh yeah, I think the um, thing the thing for me is my like, number one gambit subclass because i just like going in and clearing out oh you're working on your primeval no more no, <laughs> the, yeah the thing for me is like obviously right now with the void rework arc and solar are basically here and void is just sitting up here because there's just so much more you can do with it when arc and solar start to get up to that level i'm excited to see people run things other than void and crucible for example um yeah. it, i'm not saying it's like every match all the time but there is a lot of it uh the same thing goes for gambit um any of those com like competitive modes there's just it's kind of all you're seeing at the moment because it is so good um so yeah i've like i've gone back to do solar and arc stuff a couple of times when it when it was necessary and it just didn't feel as good like going through those menus and being like oh i am actually pretty limited with this aren't i yeah yeah that's that's the hard part it's like I love Ark, but like all I touch at the moment in Ark is Chaos Rage. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. and maybe Storm Trance in um Trials because I'm a shithead who uses Ark Souls. <laughs> yeah. And I, th I think someone was telling me like the team that works on those systems basically said once we're done with those, we're going quiet. 
And my gut feeling on that is with Lightfall, we see additional darkness subclasses come through, which I remember them saying they want to get to the point where there's three of each. Um, and then having done the rework on the existing ones to get them all working on that same underlying system, that should be easier for them to introduce than it might have been previously. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Because it's Lightfall and then the final shape, right? Correct. So we've got two more years of, two, three years of active Destiny content, potentially. Well, I mean, they've also said there will be more Destiny 2 after the final shape. So. Yeah. Plus their new thing they're working on. Yeah, which is like a fully separate universe, IP, franchise, whatever. Um, yeah. That I'm excited for. Yeah. I'm keen to see what else they do. Um, that's I pretty think, much it. Yeah. Then there was that weird DMCA stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, in case people watching this are not all over Destiny Twitter, like sometimes you and I are, um, not that we participate, we just see enough of it. My block finger is getting a lot, no, not block, my mute finger is getting a lot of work these days. Oh, no, I just straight up block people now. The the funny thing with muting is then when, when other tweets start popping up and then I go into the replies and it's all just, this tweet is from an account you've muted and it's just all the way down, like, just shut up go away um but no so there was a bunch of like big name content creators within the destiny community that were getting dmca takedowns getting channel strikes to the point where it was like getting close to their channels being removed when you get to three um and them kind of being like hey bungie what the fuck and also people pointing the blame at this company i think it's csc which in the past has done dmca related stuff for bungie um and Bungie going like, hey, it's not us. Also, it's not them. We're looking into it. Um, Bungie ended up working with Google, I think, to kind of like obviously reverse all the strikes and shit, get that all ironed out. Um, obviously, those people not able to earn money on views and videos during that time, which is a shame. But it is what it is. Basically, what they've come out with in the last few days, I think, is an actual lawsuit against people that they cannot name um yeah so a lawsuit against john doe's one through ten which either to me either means they know who they are and don't want to name them publicly because how else would you know there's 10 people um or they just straight up don't actually know and they're still trying to get that information but they're getting this vehicle moving um but it's big money like per yeah. infringement it's like five figures yeah um as someone who has a qualification a degree mm-hmm. in copyright and trademarking and because i did marketing stuff and pr stuff so you have to kind yeah. of understand that shit yeah there was a couple of different layers to that one i was just insanely disappointed when i looked at the copyright infringement notices that some creators were putting on their Twitter to be like, Bungie, what the fuck? I was looking at them and I was like, it's not Bungie. Mm. Like I could straight, like I was like, that's not Bungie. When Bungie copyright strikes, they don't copyright as Bungie. They copyright as Bungie Entertainment Inc. or something like that. Like they will have their LLC or their INC or something in it. Like Nintendo will never 
just be Nintendo when they copyright strike you. It'll be Nintendo America, Nintendo Japan, Nintendo Entertainment. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's, it's worth clarifying that like the the people filing these copyright strikes were doing so as bad actors, fraudulently. Yeah, fraudulent copyright strikes essentially. Um, but they were they were copywriting under a fraudulent party, but. It was just the ferocity and just the absolute ire that some of these content creators came after, not only Bungie, but they were going after con- community managers and mm. developers and directors and just going after them and just being like, you know, saying some pretty hyperbolic shit. And it's just like, like the copyright system is known to be abused. That's the meme. Like it's, it's not just happening to, destiny creators it's happening to call of duty creators it's happening to fallout creators it doesn't matter copyright system gets abused mm. but also like just looking at the takedown notice i was like that's not bungie yeah like, that's not bungie um i do have like obviously inside of knowledge and then also qualifications that like i can look at something pretty critically and be like mm, are you sure though obviously i have that benefit kind of but even then it was like that's that's not a proper takedown notice like that mm. that's not bungie that's not bungie's trading name it's not their legal yeah. name um but then looking at the lawsuit information that is available thank you america for your freedom of information act where you can just fucking go on a website and pull up court cases yeah what the hell like in australia we did we have we don't have freedom of information. Well, we have it depends like what the something. Court, it depends what the court case is and who's involved. Like if it's a public figure, yeah. like government official or something, like you can pretty easily find that shit. Um, we don't really have freedom of information laws here or no. like an FOI and we don't have, you know, freedom of speech here. But looking at the court case, it looks like after they got Google to help them reverse and take down those DMCA charges, which would be easy enough because mm. all Bungie needs to do is prove that they're fraudulent and yeah. Google can actually reverse them. Happens a lot with music. It looks like then Bungie or Bungie's law team, lawyers, whoever they've hired, have then gone on to subpoena Google for essentially every scrap of information from yeah. these DMCAs, including IP addresses, sources, accounts linked yeah. to the claims. And people think they're smart, but you can gleam a lot of information off something like an IP address and an email things. address. Like yeah. people think they can spoof that shit by using a VPN and creating a creating a throwaway account, but Google keeps a lot more information than you'll want to think they yeah. do. And also like and VPN providers then, use a known set of exit nodes, so you can track down which VPN they're using, probably subpoena the VPN company. You could track that shit down. And with a good enough excuse and a lot of money, you can subpoena for pretty much anything you want. Yeah, they got their Sony money now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they're going for damages. Yeah. Big. Because yeah. that'd be easily proven. Yeah. They just have to, they just have to take the, the tweets to court and be like, this is damages. Yeah. Um, it's reputational then, damage. It's, it's a bunch of, a bunch of ways you can slice that. The content creators who have been affected by these false claims can also tack in onto the court case. Well, a bunch of them are named and also, in it. And also go in for damages. They mm. can prove that they lost income because of these claims as well. Yeah. So, like, these people who have done this are 
I know it sounds really terrible um, because realistically, some of them might have not been named because they're minors, mm. but um, it's a little bit like the H3H3 Matt Hoss case right. where I hope, I hope Bungie wins and I hope these content creators win and I hope these people get made an example of. Yeah. But also I, hope, it, I, hope, I honestly hope that it leads to someone looking at the DMCA system on YouTube and being like, yeah, this actually true. sucks. Like someone just created an account and immediately filed a DMCA claim. And the same thing kind of happened after the Matt Hoss and H3H3 case where not only did the, the claim system get looked at, but fair use yeah. was also taken yeah, I was pretty seriously by YouTube and they defined... open that door because some of the people making noise about this, their channel is literally just putting up Destiny music and doing nothing else with it. And there's been some interesting... A lot of like, interesting development encroach on fair use yeah yeah so um, like th like the there's an archival element there which i sympathize with which is the music doesn't exist in the game anymore it's a way to get it and listen to it enjoy it in a way that bungie doesn't provide um the flip side of that which i think is actually a pretty positive outcome is bungie have since said after this has come out hey if you want to do this if you want to upload this music to your channel here's an email address to email and ask for permission to do so. And chances are they'll let them because like they're not making it available. They're not trying to profit off it. They basically said like, you can't profit off it, but you can by all means use it, do it yeah. with permission. You, um, but, you can't monetize the content. Yes, but at the time these claims were filed, fraudulent or not, those people were breaking copyright. Like they should not have been yeah. uploading that content and claiming it as some like hardship that they've been taken down because by rights they could have been at any point. Especially those, like, without calling anyone out by name, the people who sat there and were like, we didn't monetize the videos, but then people were able to pull up screenshots of ads on the videos and ads on the page. Yeah. And then being like, yeah, but you're still a monetized channel. Yeah. So even demonetized videos can make a channel a little bit of money just by click-throughs and other yeah. other things going yeah. on and on like the page. Depending on the nature of like Bungie's licensing agreements, terms of service agreements, they could have still been breaching it even with like unmonetized, demonetized content. And that's the thing too. Like realistically, and this is from working in the content creation industry, Bungie is actually very lenient. Mm. Very, very lenient. Yeah. There as are, long as there you're not are making a problem for them, right? There are um, production studios and developers and musicians and um, composers and stuff who make music for games like Black Ops and Call of Duty and uh, Fallout and Fortnite who will just content, just strike it. Mm. And they're within their right to do so. Yeah. Because it's downloaded assets property. or stolen assets <laughs> yeah. their property they created it but like when you look at the scope of bungee content and the scope of channels and the scope of what kind of creative content exists around bungee like people want to complain right now even though a lot of those claims are fraudulent bungee is very lenient yeah because like their community some of that stuff very lenient was, was people being like oh but the work i put into like reassemble and archive this music like oh i'm i'm pulling these game files out and breaking them apart and pulling the music out and then reassembling it. it's like okay well you've also just broken the subscriber agreement for destiny 2 like yeah. why are you admitting all of these wrongdoings and claiming that you're allowed to do it like you clearly don't understand what you're doing <laughs> yeah that was a few conversations i had and they always had an all oh, but and i'm like 
You shouldn't don't be doing make, it. Don't make me take a picture of my fucking degree and be like, ah, oh, or oh, butt me again, homie. Yeah. Especially when I would especially when I would reply to them and be like, look, man, you're lucky it was this one video that got dinked because mm. your entire channel was stolen content and stolen yeah. music. Like you are very lucky. It's just this one video that got dinked. Mm. Um and then them be like, oh, but, and me be like, well, here's this part of the copyright law. Here's this part of Bungie's yeah. user agreement. Here's here's this, and then be like, oh, but, and me be like, do I have to, like, do I have to be that bitch who, like, takes a picture of their degree? Just like. No, just report them at that point. Be like, hey, I think this channel might be stealing your stuff. Nah, not that petty. But it's like, um, it's just one of those things fun, where, where at the same time I'm in, like, and it sounds. I know some people roll their eyes, but I'm like, yeah, if I was a male content creator and I was arguing, would you be arguing this hard back or mm -hmm. looking at you, certain speedrunner who always tries and picks a fight with me, <laughs> but okay, no other male, doesn't argue with any other male critics. But when I say something, he's in my replies like, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Spicy time. No. It's just interesting, and like I said, I really hope Bungie wins this. Because I, I, I personally feel like, not just because I'm a fan of Bungie, but because of my experience in content creation, I feel like if they go through, they win this, and they're obviously, if they're not minors, the offenders get named. This could be another one of those landmark cases for content creators that really changes the kind mm. of um, environment and atmosphere of content creation when it comes to reusing assets and fair use mm -hmm. um and then on top of that also setting a precedent for google and ultimately youtube to look at their dmca system and and try and see yeah. why this keeps happening yeah i mean dmca as a piece of as a like legislative measure is broken but it's what, also ancient yeah but well it's not that old it just wasn't very well conceived but also the way that platforms i like just YouTube, mean in terms of digital content laws it's one of yeah. the older pieces of sure, unchanged sure. digital content law um but yeah and there's also like the way that platforms like youtube put it into practice within their tools also flawed and allows for this kind of abuse like for you to be able to copy copyright strike something on behalf of an organization you should have to prove that you are an authorized representative of that organization right like that seems pretty obvious yeah i mean I mean, it's a separate conversation, but YouTube's takedown shit just needs to be because I've got content creator friends who who have gotten their stuff taken down for harassment, mm. and it's simply because someone Enough didn't like pushed a button. Someone didn't like what someone else had to say in a video about a piece of criticism, or like people have taken down videos just with privacy complaints, and there's absolutely no private information in it. Yeah. They just, oh, they showed my face at 1 minute 30, and even though I'm a public figure already, I don't like that because it came from my Facebook. Yeah, th things like... And had their whole, like, it's kind of yucky, yucky, like yucky, Privacy, harassment, like, those things have legal definitions, and for you to claim that it is that, you should probably have to show some cause or proof or some justification before Criticism they go and take it down, right? Yeah. Criticism's not harassment, but yeah. that's a separate thing.
My favorite it's one just, is when they try to claim defamation because for you to dis, for you to claim something and dispute a defamation case, you have to prove that it's not true. You have to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to prove that what they said is false. And so that means the truth has to come out either way. Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. This court case will be interesting. Mm. I, I'm going to watch it closely because I'm a nerd for this kind of stuff, obviously, by the last five minutes. Yeah. Um. But I, I honestly believe this could be one of those landmark kind of situations that will force not just YouTube and Google, but maybe even other developers and other creative commons kind of institutions and places to kind of sit back and yeah, creative realize commons what is they're a, doing. A whole other kettle of fish. It's there's, yeah. there's some stuff in there from its, from its initial conception that needs to be fixed because it's also rife for potential abuse. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a guy, Corey Doctorow that is worth, following his work because he was like involved in the committee that came up with it and is a science fiction author and activist and he writes these huge threads and articles about like specifically what's wrong with something like creative commons and a whole bunch of other like world issues he's he's a great writer um but yeah that that he's someone to follow generally because he will also like this sort of dmca system he would probably have something to say about that yeah um but yeah yeah I can see it being big. If it does go through and it does, they do, they, if they haven't already, they do find those people and they do take them to court mm. or as much as they can because if they're international, that's a whole new kettle of fish. But yes. Bungie being as big of a corporation backed by Sony, there's probably things they can do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be super good. I think if it does go to, and it goes in there, their favor it's gonna change a lot of stuff maybe in a really subtle way that the average gamer won't notice but like nerds like us who, well, who like this yeah. kind of thing people involved will with be the like, community oh. for a particular game yeah sure <laughs> yeah or even just people like me who are in the back end of content creation like yeah. it'll be yeah. fun not fun but you know what i mean it's it's gonna yeah. be really interesting <laughs> not fun for the people who did the fraudulent claims i can tell you Fuck that em. much they're gonna get what's coming to uh, them $150,000 each per claim. Yeah. Get wrecked. And that's just on Bungie's content. If Bife wants to go in for losses, it'll be that plus Bife's claimable losses. Yeah, like Same average, with the other average channels. views per video multiplied by typical monetization payouts. like CPM plus yeah. uh, he could probably, if he had a merch advertisement True. on he that trailer deals. as well. Um. For example, if he talked about Dynasty in that video and had a click-through link for Dynasty, he could also, you'd have to have a very good lawyer to pull it, but there are ways that you yeah. could you could go through for a click-through loss of CPM and revenue as well. Get him. I think they should. Yeah. Uh, all right, now that legal chat's done, I think this episode is done. That's what, that's what, I, that's what I say. Chili Bin. Um, yes, boss man. <laughs> Chili Bin boss man says it's time to go home. Um, the IGL. Yes, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you all for your patience during our, our time away, whether that was by choice or by medical intervention. Um, we'll Thank be God, couldn't you kill me? We'll be, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back again next week, uh, barring some other dramatic issue um hopefully we can get mickey through the raid by then that'd be nice 
Otherwise, we'll just get you up to speed with everything else that's been going on in the game. Uh, yeah. And I have plenty to talk about either way. Um, my my quest to guild my Drojan continues. Goosey uh, the Drusy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna goosey that Drusy so much. Um, for once in a season slash expansion, I'm already almost at the power cap. So soft Tight. cap. That's different. Oh well, I'm armor cap, and then I've just got to get the levels on top of it. Like I'm already fifteen fifty nine. You're not. Your gear score is not though. Surely. No, not yet. No, not yet. But I've got everything I didn't do in the last two weeks. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Plus, plus seasonal. <laughs> so if we'll I knuckle down over my next few days off work, I'll um, I'll catch up. Yeah, we'll get you there. Um. Yeah, please uh please keep your sets tuned to Erico Blueberry. I don't know. Come back next week. We'll be here. Walk really slow down your stairs, don't run. Especially if they have carpet. <laughs> Watch your stairs. Get your stairs before they get you. That's what I learned. <laughs> Cut them up real good. All right, goodbye. <laughs>